Lord, put me behind the cross so that this word will be pleasing unto you. And when it gets deposited in our spirit, it will never leave void because we will take it into the places you have asked us to take it to. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Junior Usher, thank you this morning for your service. We appreciate your diligence. Miss Allen, thank you so much for getting us yet straight one more time. Miss Brenda, the Gape Choir, Miss Vanessa, thank you for the music and your ministry unto the Lord to bring forth the song. And Mr. Bonnie, for all who have helped in the worship, for Mr. Cheatham, for Ms. Patterson, for preparing to the sanctuary, for Wren, for always being here, for our visitors. But mostly and importantly, I say thank you unto God. Because this has been an awesome week. This morning it's been an awesome worship and I thank you for bringing a spirit of love and care not only to the worship but expecting God to bless you the statement that we've been singing saying throughout the Lenten prayer service is expect a miracle and I can't declare all the miracles to just this day but I want to say to you there are miracles happening everywhere around us the miracle of baptism. All who came and all who accepted the reaffirmation of their baptism. For all those whose birthday is today. You know who you are. I'm not going to call you out. But this was a great day to have a birthday in the Lord. For Brother Eaglin, welcome home. For the 644th Transportation Company, welcome home. For Donnell King II, welcome home for yet another, another week. He's getting his sea legs or his land legs or some legs back together. The brother is getting used to civilian life. I can't say I know what it's like to be away for three and a half years, but I'm grateful for a brand new attitude. And that's what our message this morning is called, Brand New Attitude. Very rarely will I preach what I call an upside-down message where I give you the punchline right up front, but I want you to focus in on the simple words that Jesus said in verse 43. He cried out in a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. Can you imagine right before us white funeral clothes laid before us and someone saying, clean him up. Clean him up. Lazarus, come out. And then being told to clean him up. And sent him on his way. A long time ago, and, 
And I have to say this, when you forget what the date is, you say back in the day. Can you say back in the day? There was a song Patti LaBelle called, and it was a new attitude. She wasn't talking about coming out of bandages and funeral clothes. But she got her message across. She wanted a new attitude. In the 21st century, there's a young man who's a cross between a rapper and a brother, I think, that needs special prayer. They are Christian rappers, but there are some that you just need to say, I'm praying for that young man. I won't say what his name is, but he has an album that's called College Dropout. He has a song that says, Jesus Walks. But on the same song, same album, same cover, he's got some other messages. I think he's a little locked up, and he hasn't yet come out. Now, he declares that his song has instrumental music. It has messages for the 21st century young person. But I say to you, when you get a brand new attitude, you don't wear old clothes. Turn to your neighbor and say, when I get a brand new attitude, I don't wear old clothes. I don't say the things I used to say. I don't walk the places I used to walk. I don't talk the way I used to talk. And I don't carry myself in the stature I used to have. Lazarus, come out. Lazarus, come out. It's a proclamation. And I have to believe I did a lot of study this week because this was a sermon, not that I had trouble with the message, but it's such a familiar story that God forced me to dig for some new details. I could go through the book of John, chapter 11, and give you the highlights and read the whole story to you, but it's not unfamiliar with any of us. We know that Mary and Martha sent notice to, Je to, Ju I mean, to, to Jesus to say, my brother's dead. If this were a 21st century, she might have text messaged him and said, look, Jesus, we tight like that. My brother has just died, and I need you to come right now. She would have sent a 911 message. And for my high school and college students, she didn't send a 411, just want you to know. She sent an emergency 911 text message page. Get back to me right now, Jesus Christ. You know my brother. Y'all tight. Lazarus is dead. In the custom of the Jewish people at that time, they needed to bury him immediately. For you see, there was only the oils to prepare his body. It was only the linen and the wrappings to prepare his body. There wasn't all of this embalming fluid to keep his face a certain way, to keep the stench down. They needed to get him in the tomb ASAP. And the scripture says that Jesus was informed. So if you look at verses 1 through 16, the primary objective in those verses is to inform Jesus of Lazarus' death. 
Come look detail I picked up. Jesus didn't jump. He didn't say, oh, to go. He said, well, I got a couple things I need to take care of here. I'm going to save me two more days where I am. Hey. He had a little conversation with his disciples because his disciples said, what is it that this man is doing? And Jesus said, he sleeps. And they assumed that he just said, oh, then Lazarus, take a little rest. We don't have to worry about it. But he told the disciples, you are misunderstanding me. He's dead. D-E-A-D. Dead. That's something we don't talk about in the Christian church, that things happen and people die. Jesus didn't say he passed away. He said he was dead. But keep looking for the miracle. Keep looking for the miracle. Eventually, Jesus then goes and sees Mary and Martha. In the Jewish custom, as soon as they put the body in the tomb, they begin their mourning time. They have seven days of mourning where they don't leave the house. Then they proceed on with 30 days, which is called their transforming time. And the word for that, I just don't have the exact pronunciation, so just go with me that it's 30 days. And it's their transition time, their mourning time to transition back from just staying in the home, visiting with people, to resuming their life. Four days had passed. And Jesus is on his way to connect with Mary and Martha. And he arrives, or he's approaching, he's coming down the walkway. And they say, excuse me, excuse me. You do know that our brother died and he's in the tomb. Some commentaries say that there was a bit of anger there. They weren't exactly happy with their friend Jesus at the moment. It doesn't explore, it doesn't say that Mary put her hand on her hips and said, now look. Jesus, or Martha didn't really proclaim her disappointment, but the scripture speaks to the fact that they wanted him to know, excuse me, we called you, for they have now gone past. And he points out, they point out to Jesus, the one and only, the king of all kings, they say, do you know there'll be a stench? You know that stench when your children have had food in their room for four days? Or laundry that needed to be cleaned for weeks and weeks and you open up the closet and it's like, Oh my goodness gracious, this is a bad smell. But it was just bigger than that. It was the fact that their brother had died. And he was in the tomb. And what's really interesting about it, in Jesus' humanness, there's the shortest scripture, Jesus wept. He felt their pain. He felt their sadness. He felt the world's anguish. For yet another brother in his life had died. 
But here's the good part. Here's the good news. In verses 32 to 45 where we read there were actions going on. In his divinity, in Jesus' divinity, he instructs them to do what? Open the tomb. Move that stone away. And the very same disciples that he had told before that Lazarus would sleep and they misunderstood the information, they stood right there and saw him tell the Jews to open the tomb. And then the powerfulness of it all. In his holiness, Jesus doesn't call just anybody's name, doesn't say to the tomb, hey, hey, anybody in here, just get on up. He says, Lazarus, come out. Lazarus, come out. So the upside down of this particular scripture is though the passage is, the title of this passage is called Brand New Attitude. If it had to have a subtitle, it would say, Is your name Lazarus? I didn't stutter. I said you need to put on a new attitude, but the question I have for you this morning is your name Lazarus. That's right. Is your name Lazarus? Are you tied up and are you dead? Have you forgotten the resurrected spirit? Do you not know that Jesus can heal the body? Have you forgot that he raised someone in every gospel message? In the synoptic gospel, he raised Jairus' daughter from the dead. In the book of John, John is the only one that speaks of Lazarus being raised from the dead. You can't read that story any other place. But I ask you this morning, is your name Lazarus? I don't expect you to answer me. Because all of us at one point have been Lazarus. We've all been on lockdown, dead in the spirit. But we preached and talked a few weeks ago that the fact that even Nicodemus, the Pharaoh of Pharisees, the top Pharisees, had to meet Jesus in the night to say, help me understand what it means to be born again. And then last weekend, we talked about the man who was blind, who didn't have a sin, didn't cause it, but Jesus sees, saw God understood his need and made him see again. So here's the miracle. Imagine in front of you the cloth is laid out on the floor. If it's laid out on the floor, Jesus has already called Lazarus out. So for today, recognize that his prophetic word to the people of God is he wants us to be set free. The cloth is already on the floor. Our ancestors already did the work. Jesus already died on the cross. Salvation is already the gift that's been given unto us. The cloth is on the floor. Will you stand with me this morning proclaiming that you know your name is not Lazarus anymore, that you have come out and been here, and that you are saved by the grace of God. But if you don't know him, 
walk on down. As we stand and we sing our hymn of invitation on page 504, the old rugged cross. Amen. Stand, please, this morning. As we open the doors of the church, if you don't know Jesus as your Savior, if you've never met him, he's here for you.